Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. self-care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. and welcome back to our community. If you're new to the podcast, I'm Jen. Welcome. I hope you stick around. We do have some housekeeping, not updates, but just some things I've been thinking about the past week before we head into what was in alignment and not in alignment for me this week. I guess this is sort of something that was not in alignment for me this week. This episode is actually not going to be on YouTube. This interview is going to just be on the podcasting platform. I'm playing around with some things. Obviously, if if you're listening to this, then you're listening to the first month of the Dare to Self-Care podcast. So we are in a trial period. Of course, I mean, the episodes are amazing, but we're in a trial period of if YouTube is necessary, do I want to have a Dare to Self-Care YouTube channel? Do I want to just post, you know, one or two bonus episodes on YouTube a month? I'm putting some feelers out there. If you have any strong opinions, DM me on the Dare to Self-Care pod Instagram and we can chat about it. If you have any strong preferences or opinions, or ideas. I'm leaning towards just making this a once or twice a month on YouTube thing or not at all. I don't even know, but I will say that the fact that this is not going to be on YouTube and it's just me on the mic with you guys right now for this intro, it feels so relaxing and therapeutic and if you are following my vlogs on YouTube or listening to the past few weeks, you know that I am super stressed. I've been losing footage. I've just had so much on my plate and having this be just sort of my little escape and oasis, just me, the mic, and you guys, it's really cathartic. It's really relaxing. Like I'm on the couch right now where normally I'm in that whole setup on my desk for you guys where I also film YouTube videos. I don't know. I just, I kind of like the idea of just being in your ears, but maybe just throwing up a bonus episode once or twice a month if you guys are liking the YouTube interviews on there. So just let me know. And I just wanted to update you guys that we're playing around with that. You will 100% have a podcast on here every single Monday. I'm just playing around with the whole YouTube of it all. So that's that's a bit of housekeeping for the week. Now let's talk about what was in alignment for me this week. Let's jump in. So I first of all got out of my apartment. (laughs) That's the first win. But I got out of the city. I stayed at my boyfriend's and visited my parents in the suburbs of Long Island. I left on Thursday night and it worked out because my boyfriend's parents were coming in. So they took me back with them. And then my dad was able to take me back into the city on Sunday. So I got safely to and from Long Island. It was longer than just the weekend because I actually arrived Thursday night. So it was a much needed break from the city, from this apartment. I love my apartment so much. I thrive here. I do all of my work, everything here. I work out in here. I literally do everything in here and I, I don't even mind it. I'm really in a groove, but it's really healthy for me to just get out of the apartment and it so freezing. It's 20 degrees this week in New York. So if I had stayed here, I would have stayed in my apartment for the most part. So it was really great to just be able to spend so much quality time with Ethan, with his family, with my family, all of us together. It was so much needed. When I'm with Ethan, I'm not on my phone. When I'm with friends, I'm not on my phone. I'm addicted to my phone. But when I'm with friends or Ethan, I'm really not that bad. Maybe I'm worse with friends. But when I'm with Ethan, I feel no desire to go on my phone. I was actually talking to one of my best friends about this last week because we were just talking about how addicted we are. And I just truly, I was not on social media really at all this weekend except for I remember he was taking longer to wash up one night and I was just sitting there like waiting for us to turn on our show. So I went to grab my phone. It was late at night, like 1030 or something. And I went to grab my phone and I paused 
And I was like, what am I going to see on there? Is it going to make me, like, is it going to be fun or is it going to make me anxious? And I realized I'm going to scroll through my Instagram, see DMs that I have to answer. I'm going to go to my email and see those emails that I'm still, you know, putting off to answer. And it's just going to make me feel icky. So like, why don't we just sit here and wait for him to stop washing up and we can watch our show. And so I just sat there alone with my thoughts. It was like probably two minutes. So it's just crazy that that even feels like a big deal. But I really stayed off my phone this weekend and it felt so good. I did not stress myself out about anything I had to film. I knew that I would be back on Sunday. I also knew that I had caught up on filming. So I do have two videos that I have to edit still, but I have videos for this week. I have this podcast. One of my friends that I met through the Patreon of Natalie Barbu's Patreon, her name is Camilla. She has her own podcast as well, so you have to check that out. Her podcast is My Point of View Podcast, and she is helping me edit the podcast for this week. We're doing a little trial run, so even if it's just like once or twice a month handing off a podcast for her to edit just to give me some time to do like I did this weekend, just be able to not stress about certain things and be able to unwind. I'm just trying to figure out ways where I can relinquish some control, ask for help, and it'll help my mental health because I do have a lot on my plate. All of that to say, not being on social media, not stressing about the things that I have to do. If you watched my vlog from last week, you know that this was much needed. I had a bit of a mental breakdown and I talked myself, calmed myself down, but I lost footage again. Don't want to talk about it. (laughs) You can watch the vlog if you want to hear all about that, but I just had a week and I really needed this weekend. I really needed it. And also, you know, it was way too cold to go for a walk or do anything like that. But even just getting out of the house, it sounds so silly, but like getting in the car, driving, going grocery shopping, going to grab a smoothie, like running errands. We literally went to FedEx, but like it just, just Ethan and I driving around in the cold weather. And it was nice to just get out of the house, get out of my apartment be in the suburbs and not thinking about anything else. So I feel like I just repeated myself a ton, but I feel like you get the point. It was much needed. So that was definitely an alignment for me this week, or I guess mostly this weekend. What was not in alignment for me this week was mostly during the week, and that was letting the stress of working at a PR agency get to me. I think this weekend was much needed because I, oh my god, I was starting to lose it. Friday day, I just, I was working in Ethan's office at his house with him and he just turned and he saw me like shaking and crying, which I feel like it's a theme right now, so I don't want you to think all I'm doing is crying and freaking out all the time. It's just been a really stressful month to me. I think things were really slow at work over the holidays. All I was doing was really pre-recording my podcast and I had like two weeks off of work to edit and film and and edit the podcast and figure all that stuff out and I think I've just been super overwhelmed with it all going back to work. I think it's like the holidays, everything's quiet. Beginning of January, the clients are starting to get back in their groove and you're getting put on new clients and now it's the end of January and it's starting to really pick back up, back in the swing of things and that's how PR agencies are. You are working on likely more than four clients at once. So when you think about it, There can be something that is priority or urgent for like, let's say three of your clients. And it can be really hard to prioritize that, especially when in the agency, each client, you're working with different teams. So it's not like everyone's super aligned. You have to be really communicative about what's on your plate with your other clients. And it's super overwhelming sometimes. And I just, I really let it get to me this week. I was having so much trouble prioritizing and I just felt really shaken up about it all. I was feeling super overwhelmed and I can't say there's anything I did to really fix it. It was really just taking this weekend to relax, unwind, and go home and not put any pressure on myself for a weekend because I needed that. So I want you guys to think about what was not in alignment for you guys this week. I'll give you a second. Okay, you can pause if you need more time, but (laughs) if you don't, we are going to breathe in more of what was in alignment for us this week. And exhale. Everything that was out of alignment for you this week. I'm not, I don't just do that to be silly. Ethan will turn to me and laugh at me sometimes because I just like, will release this huge exhale and I cannot explain when you have anxiety like I do in my chest it it takes all different forms for different people but mine really takes form in my chest and something about a deep exhale it just like vibrates through my chest and feels really 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 good 
So that is something that really helps me. I know we've spoken about breath work. I won't go into my obsession with breath work with you this episode. Maybe next week. You you get one week off. (laughs) So let's go into introducing today's guest, which is Tatiana Lampa. I am obsessed with her. She was my personal trainer for about two years and I truly am just so grateful that I found someone that I can vibe with so well. I really feel like finding a personal trainer, even your favorite workout instructor or a health coach, whatever it is, it's similar to finding a therapist. You want to really vibe with them and gel well with them. You want to show up and be excited to work with them. And that was Tatiana for me. The way my journey started with her was over the summer while I was in college, I would come home and live home for the summer and I would take her classes at SLT. And you guys know if you have fallen in love with a workout instructor before, it's like their class does not even compare to anyone else's class. Even if it's a similar workout, it just doesn't compare. So every summer I would come home and take her classes all summer long. And then the last few months of college, I was in New Orleans. So we're eating everything and drinking everything. And then right after that, I went to Europe with my family. And then I had a trip. I met Ethan in Europe as well, so I was there for like two and a half, three weeks, also eating a ton, drinking a ton, so I was just feeling so lethargic and like mushy and just not good. I didn't feel good in my own skin, which I wasn't used to because I do have a fast metabolism, but it's not always about like the number on the scale. I was not feeling good. I felt so out of shape. So I remembered that Tatiana was a personal trainer. I went to her Instagram. I reached out and I made an appointment for literally two days after I was returning home from Europe. I was just so desperate to make a change. I was miserable about ending my college life. I still am. (laughs) I would go back in a minute, but I was excited to start this new chapter on the right foot. And we just messed so well together. She was so motivating, so fun, so good at making sure that my form was correct. She was so great at explaining form. And she just really understood that I want to get stronger. And she pushed me. And she, oh, she's just such an incredible person. You know those people when you're around them and they just have such a positive energy and it's so contagious. That's Tatiana. She also was a trainer at a bunch of different workout studios in the city. She is a New York City-based trainer. She has her training with T-App now where she has a bunch of workout videos. I like to say it's the Melissa Wood Health of Strength Training. And she also has her signature program, Move Better, which we dive into in this episode. She has a degree in nutrition and exercise sciences. She's ACSM certified for personal training. She is pronatal and NASM corrective exercise specialist. I don't know if I'm saying any of this correctly, But she is very, very, very qualified. She makes sure to get all of the right certifications. She has such a full understanding of the body. And she talks a little bit about how she got her start wanting to be a physical therapist. And so that's why she has that niche in corrective exercise, which we talk a lot about. We discuss sensitivity around eating habits and people's relationship with foods, you know, as a personal trainer approaching her clients with sensitivity. We spoke about as a personal trainer, you know, the pressure to look a certain way as a trainer to set an example. And she also talks about being a healthy example for others and how to cope with negative thought patterns, negative self-talk, and really focusing more on positive self-talk to overcome that pressure of being perfect. We talk about her niche as a corrective exercise specialist and how you can move better. Also, something interesting that we spoke about was spending money on things that can actually make you feel better and things that make you a better person rather than those unnecessary temporary high things like shopping for, you know, a new purse. That money that's like $2,000 you could spend on a personal trainer for a month or two. And then, of course, we also talk about the correlation between mental health and fitness. Also, you know, how to get into fitness as a beginner without feeling that intimidation. Talk about how she launched her training with T-App, handling the hours of being a workout instructor. So whether you are someone who wants to be a personal trainer or someone who's looking into having a personal trainer of your own or you're just interested in fitness or mental health or anything, you can get something from this episode. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. 
I also want to shout out that this Wednesday, so in two days at 9 a.m. Eastern, I'm going to be doing a workout with Tatiana on my Instagram. I believe it'll be on my Jen Lauren Instagram, so my personal Instagram, Jen underscore Lauren with two N's, but I will definitely post about it regardless on the Dare to Self Care pod Instagram, so make sure you're following there and I will give you any updates needed on that Instagram live. We're going to do a bit of strength training and sculpting, so it's going to be really, really great. It'll probably be about a 30-minute live workout. I think 9 a.m. is the perfect time to squeeze it in, so I hope you guys can join us, especially after hearing Tatiana. I think you're going to totally want to work out with us. So I'm excited to have you there, and let's get into the episode. Hi, Tatiana. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm really excited, Jen. It's nice to see you virtually also. I know. I'm so happy to see you. So for those of you who may not know, Tatiana was my personal trainer for two years. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so crazy. Um, So we haven't seen each other in quite a while. So I'm so excited to see you and for you to talk to our audience just about everything fitness and your life and mental health and how the two merge. So thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. Of course. So let's just take it all the way back. Growing up, were you always into fitness? I know you were a cheerleader. Like, when did your love of fitness first come about? So, yeah, I was a a high school and college cheerleader. But before everything had happened, I was a dancer. And all I ever did was stay active. And I can just really remember... In high school, all I cared about was my activities, like Mm -hmm. what sport I was going to be in, how am I going to cross train, how am I going to be better? And I even like posted about this, like I remember coming home after a volleyball game and running five miles easy. I was like, I just need to train once I get home. I remember doing like crazy core work before I went to bed. Like I was on a crazy regimen that Mm -hmm. I looking back at it, I was like, I was insane. Because yeah. like, what teenager is thinking, how am I going to be my best? How can I be better than anyone on this team? Who am I going to beat in the next thing? Or like, in college, what am I going to do? So I feel like in high school, that's where I really, really got to shine in my activities and that, you know, I wanted to be an like an athlete forever. Mm-hmm. Do you think that because I know you mentioned that you were like, a little obsessed and crazy and wanted to be the best. Do you think it was ever unhealthy? No. That's amazing. I think, yeah, I think what I had the perfect balance in high school. I was still a high school kid. I still went to parties. I still was doing all my sports and still focusing on how can I be the best. Um, but I think what I did, like, it wasn't like, I don't know, I wasn't eating yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. things. I was still eating cheeseburgers yeah. and I still had a six pack, yeah. which was cool. That's amazing. Because I feel like, yeah. and I'm wondering actually if you run into this with any of your clients, like, do you feel like you have to sort of be careful with how you broach the topic of nutrition or striving to be your best and how often you work out? Do you feel like you sort of have to gauge with certain clients their sensitivities to it? Because I know, especially in the age of social media, body dysmorphia is on the rise, anxiety just around summer and bikini body season and all of that fun stuff. I just feel like people get super obsessed. Do you feel like you have to be super sensitive to that when you have personal training clients? Yeah, I definitely have to be mindful. And I that's why right in the beginning, I always ask everyone their background, mm-hmm. uh, what's their relationship with food and their diet and what have they tried before. So getting an idea of their history is really important. And I always nail this into to every client, like we don't have to work out every single day. I know you want to, but it's not healthy. And we always want to have at least one to two rest days. And I do it for myself too. And, mm-hmm. and I want to be that good example to others. So yes, I also have to be sensitive of what I'm saying to clients clients and talking about like social media and like body dysmorphia everyone that's listening mostly every trainer has body dysmorphia I definitely have it I've gone through it I I've had my moments of when I've actually been scared of food and it's not like it was an issue it was just I was so obsessed because I knew way too much about food I was like at this point, I was way too knowledgeable to the point that I was scaring myself and that I would never even look at a milkshake. I would never eat bread. Now I eat bread. Um, it was just because I knew too much like how it was going to affect my body and I let it consume yeah. me. So now I feel like over the years, I was able to find a healthy balance of like, okay, it is okay to eat sweets. I'm not going to die from eating a, a rainbow cookie, but mm-hmm. I also need to scale back and be like, okay, when when is it enough? Yeah. Do you also feel that pressure sort of as 
a trainer or as an instructor in a class setting, I've heard people feel like, oh, no one wants a fat trainer. Like that's what they say to themselves. Like, do you feel that pressure to look a certain way because of, you know, setting an example at the front of a class? Yeah, definitely. I feel it till this day right now. Um, I have my app and every time I film and if I don't feel good, if I don't look good, I feel bad about myself. And then I feel like, why should anyone join my app if I feel like shit on like on my video? So that pressure of being perfect is definitely uh, a thing. And you know, I want to be an inspiration to others. And that's the point where we can kind of shift that mindset of like, okay, instead of us being so, so perfect, no, I want to be a good, healthy example for others. Yes, I may have gained some weight during the pandemic, but it's an example of I'm just human. I'm like, you guys, like everything turned upside down and I'm going to be on the same journey as you come join me. I also, yeah, I think it's just human. I think that it's relatable, but I also do understand. I think that pressure can also be turned into a positive thing. Like it can be probably a good motivator for you sometimes to keep going and to stay in shape. But then there's also that unhealthy balance or it crosses a line where you're like, oh, now I'm talking down on myself and you're Mm -hmm. starting to realize like, oh, now I'm actually shit talking myself and I would never want a client to do that. So you sort of have to talk to yourself how you would talk to a client in yeah. a way, do you? So, yeah. what are some of your coping mechanisms for when you feel yourself sort of going down that spiraling in a sense, and like going down those negative thought patterns? I always say it's going to be okay. Like, I, and I, every morning I wake up and I'm like, I have a goal, and I want to be my best, and whatever that may be, I want to make sure that I do exercise, that I am eating healthy, and like not putting too much pressure. I have to be perfect. Um, I have a, I have two weddings coming up and they're my best friends. And like, I started to add pressure onto myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to fit into these dresses. I, I didn't even try them on. I'm scared to. Um, and I said to, to myself last week, I was like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to get back to my life before the pandemic and whatever it may look like, I'm going to try my best and I'm going to put on the dress and I know I'm going to feel good. So just reiterating, it's okay. Like stop freaking out is, um, kind of my mindset. Yeah. I never really thought about the fact that making fitness your job and being surrounded by it at all times can make you put a huge emphasis on appearance and send you to... So for someone who might have struggled with an eating disorder or body dysmorphia or anything sort of in that realm of struggles of appearance and eating who now wants to or feels like they've recovered and wants to help others and maybe become a personal trainer themselves... What are, what's some advice that you would have so that they don't, I mean, I think it's inevitable that there's going to be an emphasis on appearance and some of those things might, you might feel triggers once you sort of get back into the space of helping others. But what are some, what would be a piece of advice for someone who might be thinking about going into the space, but maybe worried about it sending triggers back up? Um, I think finding something that's a healthy, like place for them. Um, it doesn't have to be extreme and just also take it at your own pace. Don't rush into it. Be like, okay, you know, I'm going to start this new career, but I don't need to dive way too deep into it in in like a week. I need to take some time. I need like six to eight months to really understand this business or, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to get into fitness. Um, or, or are you talking about just like working out in general? I, I meant like being a personal trainer. Okay. Bring, yeah. So yeah. yeah, take it step by step and don't rush into it and just really understand you. And the moment you start to understand yourself and feel confident, it comes out. Like people are going to be really attracted to that. The moment you start talking about like your experiences, there is someone out there that experienced that also. Mm-hmm. And they're going to tell a friend that they know who experienced the same thing. You got to meet up with this trainer. She knows what she's talking about. She mm-hmm. understands you. And like always remember, once you have this niche – People are attracted to that. People want to get to know you and you have already like something similar. Mm -hmm. So then let's talk about what your niche is. What do you feel like you, I mean, I think you're, what are you, a corrective exercise specialist, right? Yeah. I feel like you're very, very into form and making sure that you're not injuring yourself. So what is, I mean, I'm assuming that's your niche, but if you want to elaborate on that. And also I feel like that's a good moment to talk about your Move Better program too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Perfect segue. So yes, uh, my niche is corrective exercise and it kind of stems back into, in college, I wanted to become a physical therapist. I didn't become a physical therapist. I became a trainer and I became a trainer to save money 
to go to PT school. And while really? I was becoming a tra- yeah, while I was becoming a trainer, I ended up falling in love with it. I was like, screw screw PT school. Like I can get into something. One, I can make more money. Two, mm-hmm. I'm like way happier, and I don't have to go forever in schooling. I learned from really great physical therapists, and that's why I kind of tied into this corrective exercise. And I was really happy about this certification that I can do personal training, like my training, I can do the hit and all the things and then corrective exercise. So my goal for everyone and whoever comes and reaches out to me, especially a lot of clients, if you had previous pain, I want to make sure that you're moving better, that you don't have pain. People will come in, I've never had an injury in my life. Great. I want to make sure your longevity, you're never going to have an injury. Like I want you to feel strong. And that was with when Jen came, um, you wanted to get stronger. And my goal for you was like, I'm going to make this girl stronger and I'm going to make sure she's always going to prevent injuries and she's going to move better. So yeah. people coming in is like form, form, form. That's all we ever spoke about. And, um, results happen once you really hone in on your form. If you have like a sloppy form, Jen, give us like an example of like an example of a workout that we've done and you're like, okay, wait, I need to work on my form. Deadlift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. Easy, right? I will also, I feel like I couldn't, I didn't know how to maintain a flat back. Like I literally didn't know how, even when it comes to squatting or any like literally anything I did not know how to maintain a flat back and I feel like just working with you and step by step like it's even like the small tweaks in alignment allowed me to sort of focus on even just that like how to have a flat back that helps me in 90% of my workouts like just that alone yeah so uh, I'm gonna tell you guys like Jen came in and we were doing deadlifts and then we were focusing on the hinge she was so good at squatting which a lot of people are because it's knee dominant Jen wanted Jen needed to work on hip dominant movement and then I remember saying like what was it kettlebell swings this Mm -hmm. girl by the end of the year she knew every part of my cue she like it was like eyes closed Insane. Well, because you recorded a video. I was doing kettlebell swings and you were like coaching me on every single little movement to make it perfect throughout the entire video. So I would listen to the video back and now I could do a kettlebell swing in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. But that's why I think personal trainers is sort of something else I want to talk to you about. I feel like we've had a lot of conversations about how people say personal trainers are so expensive because they are, but where else are you allocating your money where it could actually be better for your mental health, physical health all around if you just invested in a personal trainer? So I think a huge part of that was, for me, like you said, form. Because even if one day you have financial struggles and you can't afford a personal trainer, you have that solid foundation of Mm -hmm. at least form. Like it's not just to get you a sick body in two months. Like it's truly laying a foundation and the groundwork for how to work out. Oh my God, (laughs) you're speaking my language. (laughs) I know, you've trained, you've brainwashed me. No, but I I trained you well. I want you to talk about that and how sort of like the things that we spend money on that could be way better spent. Yes, so it could be simply... Do you really need that brand new bag? And like, I'm starting to learn this as I get older. Like, I love my bags. I love buying new shoes. And like, every girl does. I stopped spending money on the unnecessary things because it felt good to buy at that moment, but it didn't serve me in the long run. So I invested in trainers. I I had my own trainer. I invest in certifications. Like, how can I be better for my clients? So um, for anyone out there, just like, I don't know, I really can't spend on a trainer. Okay, this is my, my thing is, invest in maybe three months with a trainer, save money for that three months, and you tell your trainer, like, I really want to build a foundation, teach me, I want to learn. You build that foundation, now you're working out from home, you feel confident working out from home. You don't want to be ever like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to hurt myself. That's what I hear a lot from a lot of people. I think I'm going to hurt myself at home. And I don't blame you. Sometimes, you know, like, if you don't have the foundation that, it is scary. Yeah, I review and test out a ton of workouts online. And one that I'm doing right now is Sydney Cummings and it's intense strength training. And all I keep thinking about is anyone who's just diving right into strength training with this 
And I'm like, she's helping you through form, but she doesn't see you. So she can't really help you if you think that your form is good. And then like, you might wake up with a bad back the next day. It's really, really scary. So I think that's just also an important message around hiring a personal trainer is it's not just wasting your money to look good for one year. It's like you said, you can do a few months to get that foundation to then be able to do it on your own or do other programs from home and be able to really understand the correct form because you really can injure yourself. Oh yeah, you definitely can. And you know, that's like, again, a goal that I want to prevent my program. This is like the perfect segue Mm -hmm. for my program move better and it's virtual and it's for anyone around the world. Oh my God, my timer is going off. (laughs) Do you hear that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's my stopwatch. What a trainer. Um, (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Like here we are. Um, So Move Better is a 12-week program, and you can work out with me from anywhere. Like, I've had clients, I have clients in Canada, I have clients in um, Germany. So these people come on, and they basically want a trainer. And they're like, Do they find you on Instagram? They find me on Instagram, they find me on articles, or Facebook, wherever they, Mm -hmm. or a podcast. Like, I've heard a lot of people say I found you on a podcast. And... They want to build form. They want to feel better. They want to make sure that they're not going to injure themselves. And so move better is even though I'm not training you one-on-one, you upload your videos. I I send you the program. It's a 12-week program. And you post your video. I get a notification and I look at your video and I give you feedback. I give you critique. If I tell, if I, yeah. So it's kind of like almost like personal training, but you're recording from afar. I still tell you. Let's fix that flat back. Let's make sure you're hinging from the hips and not squatting. Um, I have a private Facebook group that I pop on. If I see like people are kind of messing up like a windmill, I'm like, all right, guys, let's review a windmill. We have calls once a week. And again, if I see people are messing up deadlifts or like feeling a little confused, I'm like, let's all get up. Let's do these deadlifts together. I want you to feel confident because after this 12 weeks, I want you to feel good to do something else. Like I want mm. you to go do like a program like a Sydney uh, Sydney Cummings. Yeah, yeah. Do a different program. Like I wanted to build a baseline. And if you want to continue on with me, continue on. If that was it, that makes me happy because I did my job. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I feel like that's not easily found. I feel yeah. like it's just you have a personal trainer or you don't. But there's yeah. no – I feel like you're sort of bridging the gap there. And also it's probably, I'm assuming, more affordable because it's more of a group setting situation. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit high, t- it's high ticket, but the reason why is because I bring in other coaches in. Oh, so cool. a lot of my clients will say, this was like a lifestyle all around program. So yes, you get the, the corrective exercise, your strength training, but then I bring in two registered dietitians. We do like a sugar detox oh, together wow. that's monitored by a dietitian. And then we also have mindset coaches. Then I bring in, um, a stretch therapist, a yoga, th- uh, yoga instructor. So there's so many things that I put into this program. Um, I give it my all, like every Mm -hmm. ounce of me is in this program. Yeah. So obviously we're on, we're talking self-care. So I think a huge part of that is mental health. And I want to sort of talk about the correlation between fitness and mental health and sort of just like how you view that relationship. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, fitness or going to the gym or working out for an hour is their escape. If you're ever feeling stress, move. If you're ever injured, move. If you're feeling down on yourself, you're going to move. And it, it's kind of like this release. It's also really good for our body, our hormones. We're releasing um, endorphins and we feel confident. We feel 10 times better after the workout. And I think more people, I mean, especially during this time, this is why I get so upset about this pandemic is that we have a virus going on, but we also have that mental side. Like, People who are already suffering with mental health before the pandemic, imagine what they're going through. Imagine like people who are like a, a recovering drug addict or and they're stuck at home and like it's really affecting their mental health that I think there's more cases with mental health versus COVID and they're yeah. not highlighting that enough. True. And um, when we couldn't open up the gyms, I was getting really pissed. Like not for me, but for those who need it as their like their release as their mental health, like this is the only thing that's keeping them sane. So exercising, I know it makes me sane. Does it make you sane? Yes. Yeah. 100%. So like, it, it just, it feels so good. And like, regardless of what your goals are, to move is, is to feel great. Yeah, I completely agree. But also 
There's something to that with working out from home. My favorite part of going to the gym or training with you or taking a workout class was not having to be on my phone and be so yeah. connected and just like unplug. So it's definitely been hard working out from home, taking a class on your screen when you're on the screen 24-7 the rest of yeah. the day. So it's I definitely agree with you. I The one thing I keep saying I miss is going to a yoga studio and a yoga class because I don't do yoga right now. I really don't. I get so bored. Oh, no. I, I, I'll stretch, okay. but I, I don't do like – I cannot sit in an hour yoga class at home. I just get so bored. But if I was going to a yoga studio, I'm unplugged. It's just like a whole vibe that I really, yeah. really miss so much. Yeah. Have you sort of created like a home gym at home to be your little oasis? Yeah. So I did. I In the corner of my room, I made like my own little nook. Me too. I have my bike, my weights. Yeah. So it kind of, we're trying to have that at home gym feel. I try to look at the positives at being at home is that, we don't have to waste any time. Like we mm-hmm. don't have to t- take a train. We don't have to run to get to the shower, beat someone at Soul Cycle to get to the shower. I remember running out of class, like I gotta get to the shower before yep. anyone else, you know. Um, yeah. But I, I get you, Jen. Like we look at screens all day. Like the last thing we want to do is just look at a screen. We just actually just want to disconnect. Yeah. So that's been. It's definitely been rough, but another perk I think is people who are too intimidated to go to a gym or to go to a workout class can maybe now dabble in it at home. Yeah. So I think that's definitely a perk. What would you say to even pre-pandemic, just in general, people who they know they need to change their habits, they want to get into fitness, but they've maybe never even played a sport in their life. They're too intimidated to walk into a gym or to try it out. Like, where would you tell that person to start? What would you tell them to sort of motivate them to get going? Because a lot of people just stay in those bad habits, especially right now. We can sort of just hide from the world and Mm -hmm. stay in our apartments or wherever we are and just sit in our bad habits and feel bad about ourselves. So what would you sort of say to those people who are just a little too intimidated to start? I think figuring out what you actually like. And, and and it's so vague, but once you find something you actually enjoy, you're going to be more totally. prone to, to take the class or work out with them. So let's say you love this trainer you've been following on Instagram. All right, reach out to that trainer and be like, can I work out with you once a week? It could be once a week. That's it. But that, that trainer is going to introduce you to something else and they start to understand, oh, you really like these Pilates movements I've been giving you. Why don't you try a Pilates class? And now this person's like, all right, now I'm training once a week with a trainer, and now I'm taking Pilates twice a week. Now they're working three times a week for mm-hmm. zero. So just building up to it. Again, we're not throwing seven days a week of workouts, but try and understand, like, what do you actually like? And then we dive deeper into it. Yeah, and also now we don't have to pay to go to a workout class. Now it's more acceptable to just try things out at home. Yeah. Look up a yoga class. Look up a Pilates class. Like no one's looking at you. No one's you don't have to walk into an intimidating studio. So I think now is the time to just try it out. Like just roll out the mat. Look up. Also, when you were going to the gym, it's like you felt like you had to be there for an hour because what it took to get you there, like not only the energy, but the time to mm-hmm. drive there, to walk there, whatever it is. Like it took so much time to get there that you felt like you had to stay there for an hour. Where now from home, I feel like even if I'm so low energy, I'll do a 10 minute Pilates exercise or even just a 10 minute stretch to move my body because I'm sitting home all day long. So I feel like it's honestly easier than ever to just dive in. Yeah, it's the best time. Right now is the best time to really just start. Yeah, so obviously you are very into strength training and hit. Are there any other things that maybe your clients wouldn't realize or anyone who follows you on social media wouldn't realize that you love like boxing or just what type of workout? Yeah, so that great question. So I do love boxing. Um, I haven't done it in a very long time, but in high school, that's that was my cross training. That was my way of getting stronger and it made me stronger. Um, it was great endurance. And then I also love Pilates. And you know, Jen, that's how we're, that's how I met Jen. Jen took my SLT class, it's Livery mm-hmm. uh, Fitness, and I absolutely love it. And I wish I could have the machine. I wish I could. I, you know, I love the class. I so um, I definitely do like some Pilates, and I take some bar classes here and there. Not my favorite, but I'll take it. Same, I agree. Megaformer is a different beast than Pilates, though. Mm-hmm. It's in a whole another realm of fitness, in yeah. my opinion. It's. Like- it's insane. It's so intense, mm-hmm. but I love it. I miss it so much. I know, me too. I really do. Because that's something you really 
can't replicate from home. But I texted you. I took a class on your app mm-hmm. that really reminded me of it because you use the sliders, mm-hmm. which kind of resembles the idea of like pushing against resistance because yeah. that's what the megaformer is. You're like pushing against a weighted machine. So that's actually another great segue. Very proud of myself. <laughs> Let's talk about your app. So you were you going to launch that pre-pandemic or is that something that the pandemic sparked in you? So I actually got an email in February. Do you want to do you want to create your own? Oh my gosh, create your own app. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like my dream. I've always wanted to." Like I just didn't know how to go about about it. So who reached out to you? Vimeo. Okay, so they like what does that mean? Dumb it down. Okay, so they emailed me and were, and were like, would you be interested in having like, your what app? what do they do? Um, so they build the app. They built my app. Okay. Um, so you'll see a lot of people are, are on demand with Vimeo, which is great, but then you mm-hmm. – that's one aspect of online. But then now streaming in the Apple Store, your Android, is a whole nother beast. So that's what I really wanted to do, and I think it was such a great foundation. I mean, like – a few years from now, I'm sure I'm going to elaborate into something crazy with the app. But right now, I think it's a really great foundation. Um, the app was like kind of my dream. But then the pandemic hit. There was no studios to rent. I had no camera. I had Mike's garage. And I felt like I was lost. I had no guidance. And, you know, I'm still figuring out what works, what doesn't work. I was told don't use music. And then I started listening to it. And I was like, I don't like it without music. Like I need music. It's like the only way my energy is going to come up. So I switched over. I added music. So it's like a learning experience that um, definitely wasn't ready for, but it's life and it's 2020. (laughs) Yeah. You launch and adjust. Yeah. And I think it's just a nice, it's so different from any other app already to me because it really does feel like I'm working out with a personal trainer and it's more intimate than like the huge produced kind of setting. Oh like I gosh. really feel like I'm in the room with you. I love that. So I actually that. love it. Like I love that you're in a garage. Like oh I enjoy gosh. that. Thank you. So a lot of my clients have said that they're like, it makes you seem way more human and more relatable versus like yeah. the lights and cameras and the glitz and glam. Well, that's why people actually love Melissa Wood Health too. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever tried her workouts. Yeah. Her kids are like screaming in the background. You hear the sirens from New York and she's like, that's New York. That's life. And people find it super relatable. So I think it's like you're doing that in the strength training space. So I think, I don't think you should change it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully once I I get my place, we want, we're creating a studio for me. So that studio is still going to be that at home feel, um, but not in the garage anymore. I'm done with the garage. (laughs) Yeah. So now that you're, I mean, you're moving to Miami, which is insane. So I'm moving to to Boca. Um, So I'm like less than an hour away from Miami. Okay. Got it. Wow. I'm so upset, but I'm just going to put that aside for this episode. (laughs) So you're moving to Boca and the question being, do you want to move back into also training at workout studios are you trying to hone back in on just personal training and the app? Like, what are, what are your next sort of plans? So I definitely want to keep honing in on training with T. I know it can be bigger and better than it is right now. It's just the beginning. So I want to hone in on my Move Better program, keep focusing on that and the app. So the reason why I kept, I kept pressuring Mike, I was like, I need my own space. Like New York City, I'm from Queens. Like houses aren't that great unless it's like a $2. million house. And I needed space. And we need to like, we're getting older. We're trying to start a family soon. So I was like, we need to just, we need to up and leave. Like we need to find something new to start. So um, I want to focus on the app. And then once I get down to Florida, Jen, you know me. I love being around people and I'm like so energetic. So I'm definitely going to- You thrive. Yeah, I thrive at that. Like- Energy based is like where it's at. So I'm definitely going to go ahead and try and find a job. Maybe I'll do like a Legree. I'll do like the Pilates, like mega former um, workout or find something else. I definitely want to be in front mm-hmm. of people because I miss it. Yeah. How do you handle the hours of that though? Like that has to take a toll on your mental health. I know you thrive, but how do you, I mean, you have like a 5 a.m. class to teach. You have to commute to get there. Mm-hmm. You have clients after that, like you used to run from teaching a 6 a.m. class to train me at 7. Yeah. And you had to wake up to get 
on a train to get to that 6 a.m. class. And then you also have the after work personal training. And then you have to go home. And like you said, you're trying to start a family with someone. How do you, how do you, and then first of all, how do you wake up the next day and do it all over again without totally exhausting yourself? But also how do you make time for your relationship, for yourself? Like how does that take a toll on your mental health if it does? Um, so it's crazy because that's where, again, Jen was right. I thrive in that. And I actually do better when I sleep less. And it's crazy. I just, I function, what? yeah, I function way better. Like when I have too much sleep, I feel groggy. Um, I was telling, saying this to Mike, like, that makes sense. I miss waking up at 4.30. Like waking up at 4.30, I know it's crazy like waking up at but it's weird because you as a trainer should be promoting more sleep yes so how do you explain this so I get I so I'm gonna tell you guys about my day because Jen has experience and see my day so yeah. I used to wake up at 4 30 in the morning I used to teach a 6 a.m class then maybe a, and then have Jen or someone at 7 a.m or teach a 7 a.m class I'll train with my trainer at 8.30. By that time, I already burnt 1,000 calories by 8 a.m. Then I would have like another client. Maybe I'd do some work and then I'd, I'd meet up with someone, talk, podcast, something, teach at 12 o'clock. I'd work out sometime there. Then I teach a night class. Then I have a client after. I head home and probably get home around like 10 o'clock. I literally shut everything down and I pass out. And I wake up again, I do it all over again. And I feel really, really good with that routine. It's because I've been doing it for so long and I feel like I accomplish everything. There was no time for me to slow down. I was like always on a schedule, which during the pandemic, it's rough because all of us are like, what's a schedule? Like all I have are meetings throughout Seriously. the day. <laughs> um, so m making time for my significant other, it was definitely tough. Um, I think... Finally, this past two years, I was like, okay, I'm taking off Sundays. Like, I'm not working Sundays. I'll work every other Sunday, so be it. It's in the morning. It's fine. Um, and then I took off Saturdays. I was like, I'm not working Saturdays. So now I'm working all Amazing. out. Yeah, so I worked out. I worked was working from 4.30 in the morning to 9, 8, uh, 9 p.m., five days a week. And then I had the weekends off. So I felt really happy about it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I'm so, I was literally always so worried about you. I'm like, are you going to be able to teach me today? Like, are you okay? You're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. You're, you have pull-ups today. Literally. <laughs> I am envious of you being on your feet all day in that routine. Like, I think that is incredible for your health and just for your energy levels. Like, obviously you're going to crash at the end of the day, but there's also something about being at a desk job that it's like an hour into sitting at your desk, you're so tired yes. and you're just drained, but you're, I'm similar to you where I thrive on like the go, 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 Yeah. but I don't think I would thrive on like 4am to 10pm. <laughs> like I, <laughs> that is extreme. That is extreme. It's so how, extreme. yeah. So I know you said Saturdays and Sundays, but like other than spending quality time with your significant other. What are your favorite ways to take care of yourself, to unplug, like do something that's just selfishly for you? Um, definitely work out. That's my, it's my non-negotiables. On weekends, that's when I'm like, yeah. great, I can do whatever I want. I don't have to think about a program. I don't have to see clients, that. And then I also like mm -hmm. one massages and then also the bathhouse. So in Brooklyn, it's called Brooklyn Bathhouse. And I'll do that like every two, three months. It's like the best wind down. And I like, I splurge on it. I get a massage. I do the full uh -huh. nine yards on it. Oh, you probably miss that so much. Yeah. I actually went um, a few months ago, maybe like last month. And it was oh, COVID. Open? Yeah. It was COVID friendly. It was a small group. Um, you wore your mask. And yeah, it was perfect. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I'm going to try that out. Try it. Okay. Well, we're sort of heading into the ending segment, which is fun facts and favorites. So I definitely tailored this first one to you. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite stretch? Ooh, favorite stretch. Um, probably like a T-spine stretch because my T-spine is always so tight, like my mid-back. What is that? So we can do like what? Uh, a quadruped and then take your hand by your head, open up, and then you take that elbow and cross uh, and cross it uh, towards your other elbow. And it feels amazing. Got it. Yeah, I need to do that after this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what's the last show that you binge watched? Last show. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Housewives. That's just... Oh, which one? <laughs> this is what we used to speak about yes. every morning that we would meet. At 7 a.m. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you watch last week's episode? Um, so I'm totally obsessed with Salt Lake City. Same. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wait, it's really good. There, I, I th- love the Mormon aspect to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I actually feel like I'm learning something, yes. which I never thought I'd say. Yes. My brother was like, what do you get out of this? I was like, first of all, I'm learning. I'm learning about Culture. Salt Lake City. Yeah, I'm learning about Salt Lake City. And I've never heard about Mormons. And like, I'm learning so much. He was like, it sounds stupid. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah, that's me and Ethan to a t- <laughs> Oh, well. Um, so what is your go-to meal to cook? I know you had to do a lot of meal prepping yeah. back in the day back in before the, day. the pandemic. Yeah. Um, my favorite was either the mini burgers, like the sliders, and then I wouldn't put any bun, and I would make a salad that's a quick, easy one with mozzarella, or I would just do oh. grilled chicken, put garlic powder, salt and pepper, and then I love mushrooms. I love bok choy because I'm Asian, and like string beans and broccoli is like my go-to. Fun fact, bok choy is amazing for IBS. I have IBS, and it's like one of the only vegetables I can stomach, so I'm right there with you. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> Love it. Okay, what is your favorite small business right now? Ooh, the one that Other I- than training with tea. Yeah. <laughs> I guess all of my friends' businesses that I try and support as much as possible, they're, they're all my favorite um, I think let's, I'm just trying to think of like a restaurant that I go to often is, oh, I go to like four or five and organic crush when I'm in Long Island. Ooh, organic crush is so good. Yeah. So good. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram <laughs> at training underscore with underscore T. You can find my website, trainingwitht.com. You can find my app in the app store or your Android training with T. Get your um, first month, $14.99. If you use a code holiday2020 um, and Jen also has her code, use Jen's code, Jen2020. Mm-hmm. Definitely use her code so I can, you know, Let's support Jen. You changed it. It's Jen Davis now. Oh, I'm just kidding, guys. Jen Davis. But when this podcast goes live, I will repost it on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram so that when people listen to this, they can go find the promo code there. Yeah. And I highly recommend amazing app. You're literally personal training with Tatiana. It's amazing. I love it. I love it so much. Yay. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited that we got to catch up and I'm so excited for you and Boca. And You're coming to visit. Boca you doesn't know. You and Ethan. Of course. You guys better come visit. Of course. Okay. We in normal times go to Florida a lot. Okay. So we're definitely going to train with you when, and oh, we'll come to whatever class you end up working at yes. for sure. Yes. Oh my God. Sorry. I know we're wrapping up, but <laughs> it's Fit House. Fit House is no longer House okay, that's really sad. And performance. Because your class was killer. I brought my boyfriend to Tatiana's <laughs> class at Fit House, and he is like very into fitness. He he's like he has his situation. <laughs> he's down. so funny. <laughs> he was not expecting. We were on, I remember we were sitting on the rower machines right after you had us do the air bike. And um, the ropes. Yeah. And we're sitting on the rower machine and he goes, is she kidding? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he's like, is this real life? Like, usually when I make him do a class, it's not that hard compared to what he does to himself. So he was just, he's like obsessed with you because you're the only person who can actually kick his ass. Oh my God. Amazing. Yes. I miss it. I miss Fit House. I miss like the hit. Like, I don't even know when that will ever happen to teach like that amazing class. Yeah, HIT is not the same at home. There, when you go to a HIT class, there's like the lights, the loud music, the energy. Where at home, you're just like... <sighs> you only hear your own breath. <laughs> exactly. It's not as fun. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you so much for coming. I hope everyone tries out your app, and I'm so excited to see you in Florida. Yay. Thank you, Jen. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. Also, a friendly reminder that if you want to watch these episodes on video, they are all up on my YouTube channel, Jen Lauren, which is always linked in the show notes for you. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram, so definitely join us all there, and I will see you guys next week. Bye!